besties welcome back to decaf diaries um i know iconic i'm actually posting two weeks in a row who knew who knew i could be consistent like this not me but anyways i gotta tell you about my week before we get into the episode because boy have i had a crazy week and it's barely thursday so it's been finals week i've been going through it it's been um i don't even know if it's been stressful i've just been so nervous that i can't sleep the nights before i do my finals and so then i'm exhausted but i have a little bit extra time to study which i guess is good and then i get in to do the exam i had two exams and a presentation in the two exams i got like two hours of sleep before Oh, one of them I got a couple more hours, but criminal law I got two hours, which is literally nothing. Um, and then I have to walk in and there are closed notes. Oh, which brings me to everyone cheats in my class. I like, I'm sorry, I've never cheated on an exam, at least not that I can remember in my life. And we have this thing at IE that's called lockdown browser. So when you open some exams, it like opens this other page and so you can't use your notes and I know some people figure out how to cheat that but like generally people can't cheat with lockdown however my criminal teacher uses Turnitin and you basically just make your own google doc and type out whatever it is that you have to do like analyzing a case um and so a lot a ton of people like I saw at least 12 people cheat in that classroom And it really upsets me because I know everyone studied, or at least most people studied. Um, And now the teacher's going to think that the expectation, or the expectation set, is that of the people who are cheating, right? And, like, obviously I can't remember 150 articles and, like, bring them out and, like, quote German law word for word when comparing it to the New York Penal Code. Like, it's too specific so I'm just concerned now that my grade's gonna go down just because my exam isn't bad but it's obviously worse than all these people who cheated and it's not fair (sighs) but anyways that's my little rant um I had a presentation today for this class that we have to take technology I've definitely ranted about it already but it's such a waste of time I sat there for three hours watching people present and my group one second, but I thought she was taking attendance at the end and it was mandatory, so I sat there. And then at the end, she just marked everyone present. And I didn't even tell Ethan because he'd been waiting for me for like 45 minutes because I told him about the attendance and I just sent him a picture for taking attendance. Completely, I hope he listens to this, but completely, sorry for not telling you, but completely just unnecessary of me to be in that classroom for that long, so... Anyways, you live and you learn. I'm more than halfway through exams now. Um, Next week, Monday, I have administrative law and economic regulation, which, thank God, is open note. So I've been working on my, um, you know, study guide thing. And the teacher gave us topics for the exam. So it's like banking regulation with a couple of questions or more specific topics antitrust regulation digital market app act and but it like goes into specifics so it's way easier to study for and since it's open note i think he even said we could use chat gpt if we wanted to i believe he's very against um like just memorization exams which like fair i agree especially like 
I don't think any lawyer has ever had to use or like come up with something in practice just from memory. You know, like you're always going to have access to something, whether that be Google, Constitution, your peers. I don't know. I just really don't believe in the whole like memorize and then recite or write. It bothers me. But anyways, I'm sorry that I'm ranting so much. It has just been quite the long week. Um, however, I'm excited for tomorrow. I'm having brunch with Sophia and her little sister who's here visiting. So exciting. Then I'm planning to go on a run because I went on a run in my gym. So if someone can explain this to me, the times I've tried to go out on runs with Ethan, I literally feel like I'm coughing up a lung under one kilometer into this run. So like literally six minutes into running. However, when I ran in the gym, I did 20 minutes straight running. Like I did not stop or slow down and I was completely fine. Like, I don't know if I had runner's high or what it was, but like I could have gone for longer. Um, and so I think I'm going to go to the gym to get a little workout in. Um, Ethan and his roommates are also getting a dog that they're babysitting. And so, uh, I want to go meet it. They just had an 11-year-old German Shepherd for a week. They got paid 56 euros total for the entirety of the week. And they had to feed it, like, pills and shit because its legs just didn't work very well. And he was sweet, but he was not trained very well. And he was 11 years old and he had arthritis and it was, like, this whole thing. He also hated other dogs. So anytime they took him out on walks, like, if another, another dog walked by, like... Jumbo would just go crazy. Um, so anyways, this is... They're gonna have a smaller white lab, I believe. And so I'm excited. I hope it's better trained and easier to hang out with. And it's just for the weekend, so I'm sure it'll be easier either way. Um, but I'm excited for that. I'm excited to go ice skating tomorrow. I've tried to go a ton of times, but it's been raining or like tickets were sold out or whatever. And then I have to study a little bit more for public international law, which is Tuesday. And then Sunday, I have um, a little, not little, I have a holiday party, like a Christmas party at one of Ethan's friend's mom's house um, outside of the city. And it should be great. I still need to figure out what I'm getting her. I guess what well, we're all getting her, but should be nice i know she has a pianist and it's gonna be a feast so i'm very excited um but yeah what else i don't know i feel like that's exciting enough i guess i haven't talked about my christmas plans i don't know if this interests anyone but i am staying in madrid for a couple of days after i'm done with exams I'm going to hang out with my mom, we're going to do some shopping, and then we're driving up to a country house, that's my mom's boyfriend's country house, um, and we're spending Christmas there with his family, they're all great, very, very Spanish, but very nice, very kind, I'm excited, and then, um, what else, I guess, I celebrate Christmas on the 24th, fun fact, um, but yeah, I'm excited, that should be fun. And then the 26th, I'm taking the train back into the city. Um, and I'm gonna chill, probably hang out with Sophia, her sisters, do something fun. And then 27th, also just hang out. I'm planning on getting my hair done soon because 
my highlights have grown out a lot um yeah 27th pack and then the 28th i fly out to london super super early to meet up with ethan and i'm spending new year's aka my birthday there and then i'm flying back and then i fly back on the third and on the fourth darcy flies in and she's here for like a week and then i start classes right around the time that she leaves so it should be a very um i don't know like full christmas which I'm excited. It's a lot of moving around, a lot of activity, many things to do. Um, the one thing that it keeps bugging me is Ethan has something planned for my birthday. That's my birthday gift. And I can't figure out what it is. And like, I know I shouldn't be trying to ruin the surprise, but I just, I cannot like in the past, my mom even tried to plan so many birthday parties for me growing up, like surprise birthday parties. And I ruined every single surprise except one because I just cannot stand to not know things oh but anyways I guess in that vein of not knowing things and not seeing something coming having things unclear we might as well go into this episode and so let me begin by saying that over my long hiatus where I did not podcast not during the school year but over the summer um I disappeared but I recorded so many things on my phone that I had the intention of putting out. However, looking back now, none of that will ever see the light of day because I either cry too much or I'm too shitty or like it's just unproductive. So basically, for those of you who do not know, I was in a a year and a half long relationship that ended in the middle of June. And so... Oh, it's weird to talk about thinking that like people are gonna listen to this but you know what I honestly found it so helpful hearing other people talk to me about their breakups when I was going through it when I was in the very rough part of it um and so I'm recording this now so that if anyone ever needs it even myself in the future hopefully not but you know I can come back to this and I made a really thorough analysis of things, um, anything from things that I did well, things that I wish I had done better, and a game plan if someone is going through a breakup right now. And so, yeah, this breakup was super sudden. I did not see it coming at all, which looking back, like there are weird signs that like, I guess... I felt something was off and like it made sense in the end that things happened how and when they happened but right when I was sitting in my room and I got broken up with which is important also I was broken up with it was not an agreed upon thing and I did not break up with the other person um in the moment it felt like the rug was being taken out from under me and it was horrific um and the thing I remember the most is just being so afraid like so overwhelmingly scared because to be honest my first year in Madrid was very different than this year in the sense that I felt way more isolated lonely and unhappy and mm, I love Europe and I love Madrid and my love for the city has only grown since the summer exponentially and I love the people here now but I think last year I really 
did not allow myself to really experience Madrid in the way that it needs to be experienced at my age and I stuck too much with the person that I was with back then um and it was not good and I don't think they were doing great mentally at the time and I think that affected me too and it was just very I don't know like mentally unhealthy for both of us so overall like am I glad that things happened the way they did yes um am I happier right now in Madrid than I was last year so much and um I sometimes think about how I feel bad that this other person did not like the city and that things went the the way they did yeah but everything happens for a reason I'm sure they learned some things from being here as I learned some things from being here with them um and yeah I really don't want to make this about like my old relationship because that just feels like I don't know like petty almost um I want to make it more about everything that happened afterwards and so I will begin by talking about something that I had never heard anyone talk about but that I experienced immensely from day zero of the breakup and it was an overwhelming sense of embarrassment which is really um I don't know like it was strange for me because there was so much changing in my life at the time that the things I was embarrassed about felt so small that I didn't understand why they were bugging me so much and until now I still don't quite understand why but like for instance deleting pictures of us from Instagram like kept me up at night I can't describe it I just like I felt like there had to be such a science behind when I was deleting what and if if I was gonna delete it at some point I even decided no I'm gonna leave it up because like that's part of my past and like why be petty and get rid of it and then eventually I basically came to the conclusion that it would hurt me more to see the other person take down pictures and then me be the one to take them down after so I just decided to do it first and it felt so relieving when I did to be fair um but yeah I was so embarrassed of that and then having to call people and tell them for some reason was it just like painful but it was embarrassing too um so yeah I had an overwhelming sense of that and an overwhelming sadness obviously I was crying all the time I'm already a super emotional person and so I just um took it very very hard um for some more context though like the school year had just ended, my mom was in Madrid for a bit, and then my boyfriend at the time uh, had f- traveled home to be with his friends for a bit, he flew back, my mom left to go back home for a couple months, and then he broke up with me that day, and so my friends had all gone home or were traveling, if they live here, um, and my family, well, like, my family here is my mom, so I was basically alone, and I had planned a lot of my summer around being with this person, and so basically, it left me in the middle of Madrid alone, completely alone, um, and that was quite tough to begin navigating, and so I think the first thing that I'm gonna get into um, is what I, looking back, what I think I did well, 
the first thing is doing no contact. I struggled with the idea um, of not communicating with this person from one day into the future and looking back now it's been what six or seven months and we haven't spoken and let me tell you it was the best decision I could have made because even if the first day the second day the first week it was difficult not to reach out because we'd been in contact so much for a year and a half it allowed me to heal and move on so much faster because it just became like a distant I don't know it just felt like they just were pulled out of my life by some invisible force and then eventually I didn't even feel the need to contact them um and it just like it didn't even cross my mind that I could text this person and that was really healing and it was the first sense of independence that I felt um along with that I took a big social media break I deleted Instagram I believe I deleted Snapchat as well I just couldn't deal with watching things oh I think I got off TikTok as well um like I couldn't see a video about a couple I could not see pictures of couples I did not want to see anyone that I associated with him I did not want to see him I did not want to be checking his Instagram I just wanted to be as far and removed from that as possible and going off all social media felt very relieving and like honestly sometimes I think about doing it again just because felt like such a breath of fresh air but also it just gave me this peace like it it allows you to pretend that anything you cannot see isn't there and it was amazing it was the best break that in combination with the no contact I think is probably what allowed me to heal the most Um, Because I had two weeks of very hardcore, um, lots of feelings and sadness and being alone and locked up in my apartment, basically, except for work, which I'll get into. Um, And it's actually my next point. So I very, I was lucky enough that the day we ended things, I had just gone to do my first day at a new job. And so it was at a place, I'm sure I talked about it in my summer episodes um it was a job scooping ice cream in the center of madrid and when i tell you i threw myself into that i was working the max hours i could as a student like on my student visa which was 30 hours a week um and i was there all the time and i was working all the time and i was so exhausted that i'd come back home and I would cry and then I would cry myself to sleep and then I would wake up and I'd cry a little bit more and then I'd get in the shower and get dressed and go to work and I had to put on a nice face and I had to chat to all these people and it was so amazing like at the beginning it felt like this fake life where I could pretend that everything was okay and it was something that was completely untouched by him which was great because I'd walk around and so many things would remind me of him and that was really painful in the beginning Um, so having this thing that was just my own felt like it was my safe space and I cared so much for my coworkers, my boss, they're so sweet and so welcoming and so kind and I did not tell any of them about the breakup until later on but it was wonderful and I met so many people and I had all these Americans come in who were so kind and I think my first day working there actually, 
I had this group of guys walk in and we had this really long conversation and we figured out that we had a person that we knew in common and like we took a selfie and then one of them asked for my phone number and it was really weird for me after being in a relationship for a year and a half but it like I wasn't interested at all but it helped begin to put my brain into this whole new perspective of like okay like there's a whole new life that you can rebuild um and so yeah investing all my energy into work and like really devoting my time to it healed me and like allowed me to view myself honestly in a completely new way but along with that I think it was very important for me to be kind to myself because you're going through a tough time obviously I was not very productive obviously I struggled to get out of bed obviously I struggled to do things I did not work out I did not want to go out I did not want to do most things and I had to be compassionate with myself which I think is hard for me sometimes and I just had to accept that time and life was gonna heal me but like forcing myself or making myself feel shitty for not being able to get out of bed early every day wasn't going to be productive and so that is so essential um next getting help from people I cannot stress this enough so when I say that I had those two weeks of horror and loneliness I think I processed a breakup in the most accelerated way possible in those two weeks by myself in my little apartment and from here to work, bed to work, like literally, that was my life. Um, then I had one of my friends come and visit. He was on exchange and he flew into Madrid and we had the best week. We did so many things. We went to so many restaurants and that was the point where I felt like things broke the cycle. Then my other friend came in with her family, saw all of them and it was so healing to have this like friendships that I've had for so long be here and it like felt like people the whole time I'd been facetiming and calling and talking to people but no one had been here so having someone be present really showed that there were all these people who were still on my side on my team taking care of me and who were gonna make sure that I was gonna be okay and that was amazing and then when my mom came back about a month and a bit later, it was so good to have her here. Just, like, it's not even doing things sometimes. Like, okay, doing stuff really helps because it takes your mind off of things. But just feeling that someone is present if you need them. If you're having a really tough day, you can call someone and they can show up to your apartment. And you can go on a walk and you can talk about nothing or talk about everything or cry. Is amazing. And I'll never, ever, ever, ever stop talking about how grateful I am to these people who really showed up for me during these months where I was struggling so much because it showed how much they cared about me and it just helped me gather myself and find the strength to build myself back together. Um, but yeah thank you to all these people who are listening you know who you are and you know I love you very very much um next I have really reflect and think about what you want to work on um so during this time I basically was thinking a lot I had a lot of empty time 
and space to just reflect about who I had been for the last couple years, who I wanted to be, what I liked about myself, what I didn't, um, and I basically came to this conclusion that I had put myself into a box for so long, and I had um, allowed people to, I don't know, like, put labels on me of who I was, and I was shy, and reserved, and quiet, and introverted, and I realized that's not really who I wanted to be, or who I was, and I made it my mission over the summer to begin changing that and I think I got really far and sometimes especially during school when you're busy when you're stressed it's hard to remember all of that but I'll never be as proud of anything as of that knowing that I was so um I don't know like my body went into this state of helping itself automatically and it did such a good job and I came out on such a good place at the end of the summer because I bounced back, but I came back even stronger because I realized everything that I had been doing wrong and all the things I needed to do to help myself be this person I wanted to be. And I'm probably going to talk about this more extensively in a different episode, but it was great to just find my confidence and find some independence and work on myself and you know, just, like, find love for myself again instead of just giving all this love to someone else, which it's great to care about other people. Um, I love loving others, but I realized that I was lacking doing that for myself as well, and you always really have to be your biggest cheerleader because even if you have friends supporting you, you always have to be there to pick yourself up as well. Um, let's see, what else do we have? I was super open to having a fresh start, which was great, especially going into school because um, I made so many new friendships, I met so many new people, and I really was able to experience IE and Madrid with new eyes, and it's made me fall in love with both, with the university and with the city, and I love my life here. I cannot stress it enough. Um, So yeah, I also found myself struggling to think back and be grateful for things because I had a very long angry phase um because obviously when you're hurt and you feel like someone has this is a strong way to put it but has wronged you in some way or another and has just like hurt you so deeply someone who has told you that they care about you so much when they're able to hurt you to such an extent that you like struggle to get out of bed it's hard to think about the positive things about them, but it helps you heal. And I realized I had come so far when I could tell myself that I there were good things that I could recognize from that relationship and that I was going to take forward with me forever. Um, and I wasn't just mad at this person. Uh, something else that I think is very important, not just in relationships, but in all areas of life. I'm the kind of person who usually really needed closure. And so if I felt any level of confusion or lack of clarity, I always reached out and tried to seek more information to really understand where someone was coming from, why things were happening. Um, and I needed that to feel fulfilled. However, I worked on that. And I learned how to get closure myself 
without needing someone else's input because I knew that anything this boy could tell me at that point in June when everything was so fresh was just gonna hurt me more um and I think that was wise of me to do I think that goes in hand with the no contact but it's so important to be able to not forget but forgive and close a chapter yourself without needing someone else to close it for you especially when someone breaks up with you it felt powerful to just accept that not feel the need to ask any questions not want any more communication cut that dare there and say if you can't bring anything good into my life anymore then I don't want anything at all and it was a hard thing for me to do but um I've like used it in my life now moving forward and it brings me so much peace to know that I I can live not knowing. I don't need to know everything. I don't need to understand the whole situation, especially if it's just going to make me feel worse. Um, And finally, this kind of works with um, the whole reflecting and thinking about what I want to work on, who I want to be. I really tried to redefine some aspects about myself. Again, the whole shyness thing. I feel so, so much more confident and empowered and I've allowed myself to have more fun. I go out so much more this semester and I have such a good group of people who make me feel seen and welcome always. Um, And even my relationships from last year, like a lot of them have grown in ways that I didn't expect, but that really fulfill me. And that makes me very happy. Um, I also tried to experience, I literally think about this sometimes and I'm like I wear the same thing every day but at the beginning I tried to experience with fashion and just spent some time um redoing my closet also since I had money from work I would go out retail therapy really heals almost every single kind of pain um and so I was very thoughtful about what I was buying what I liked shoes clothes I don't know I just like simplified my wardrobe but like got some things that I love and I wear every day now and just feel mine and at the time it was important for me to get things that didn't have any memories attached to them so that was wonderful now for things that I wish that I had done better um and so The first thing we have, and I try not to judge myself for any of these, so please don't judge me either, being completely honest. The first thing I wish I had done was swear off men longer over the summer. And so I think in an attempt to prove that I was fine, I tried to go back into the dating scene a bit too quick. Like, I think I could have just chilled out more like a little piece of me wonders what would have happened if I had just taken a couple more weeks of self-reflection it it was just so productive for me to like seek strength in myself that all the validation I then went on to seek externally I feel like wasn't as helpful as everything I had been doing for those two weeks by myself and of course it made me happy at the time but I wonder how things would have gone differently if I had just stayed in my path for a little bit longer over the summer when things were fresh like dating apps all of that I could have gone without for just a tad longer I believe and I would have just continued on that journey of independence which is actually the next thing I was going to say 
Um, I wish I had worked more on my independence because while I worked on my confidence and being more outgoing, I still struggle doing some things alone, which is really weird for me because you'd think that all of these good qualities that I learned over the summer would come in a package deal, but apparently you still have to work for some. And so independence comes a little harder for me in the sense that I don't really like going out to do things by myself unless I have a very clear outline or like I have an errand to run. I struggle just dilly-dallying around the city alone. And so I wish I'd worked on that more. I also wish I had read more. It makes me upset that I didn't just read a hundred books, but to be fair, right at the beginning, I was very uninterested on in reading anything and I was worried that any book I would pick up would have a romantic sort of I don't know like underlying plot even though I was researching them and that that would hurt my feelings and so I just did not read nearly as much as I should have and I think it would have been greatly fulfilling and I'm still trying to pick up that habit back up so we'll see maybe I'll work on it over Christmas break Um, And the last thing that I wish I had done better has to be, um, I wish that I had taken more care of my physical health because my mental health was shit for a couple days, not even gonna lie, but I neglected to look after myself physically and I know a lot of people go through breakups and then they go to the gym and they become gym rats and then they lift weights and it's like this whole journey of self-discovery and I'm not saying that's something I expected of myself at all but I did not work out for like six months after the breakup not even because I was sad for six months but just because I like lost my motivation for that and it was such a good opportunity that I could have invested all my energy as I did into work also into working out and it makes me wonder if I'd be in great shape now and I'm interested in running a half marathon I just wonder if I had been running for a couple more months how far would I be now like could I run 20k easily who knows Again, try not to beat myself up about it. And the other aspect of physical health was cooking and eating. I just completely lost my appetite. Like, the thought of food made me nauseous while I was sitting in my bed alone. You know, like, there's nothing. I thank God for olives because the amount of olives that I ate in this bed is ridiculous. But, like, they single-handedly kept me alive the first three days where I was really, really not feeling it. Um, but yeah, I, it's so fun to cook. I feel like I would have enjoyed it and it's obviously not good to not take care of you physically. So I regret not doing more at that. But again, have to be kind, have to be gentle. I was doing the best I could. And so now I would like to present to you, um, a game plan. So if you are going through a breakup, this is exactly step by step First and foremost, we have going no contact. I don't care not, like, there's literally, unless you're living with this person and it is literally impossible for you to not speak to them anymore, you need to cut communication. And this does not have to be a super dramatic, rude thing where you block them. It can just be as simple as they text you and you just say, I need some time to heal. I'm not interested in speaking right now. I'll text you when I'm ready, period. 
you really, once a relationship is done, like, you still owe the other person respect, but they have to respect your boundaries, and you have to put yourself first in these really hard times, and so I think going no contact is super duper wise. Second, you call backup. You call people who you trust and who you love and who love you too, and you have them available to you. You have to choose who is closest to you physically and who is closest to you emotionally and have both of those available, the people who are closest to you physically, to take you out and to do things and to make you happy and to just be there for you for anything you might be feeling and people who are close to your soul hopefully they're also the people who are close to you physically but if they're not then you can call them and you can talk because talking really heals a lot and you realize who your true friends are when they'll sit on the phone with you for hours while you just talk about how sad you are over and over again and they just talk you through it and they're so patient and so kind um and it's so helpful your family your mom mom's literally dad's too but like my mom was this for me at this time so that's why I talk about it this way moms know best moms know what is best in these situations you really have to trust your mother and like a soup from your mom when you're sad is heals everything so yeah third we have social media break you're gonna delete instagram off your phone you're gonna delete snapchat you're gonna delete tiktok and you'll literally just have text available because you trust me you do not need to be checking who went out where or what someone had for dinner or like streaks i don't even know if people do that anymore but you do not need to be checking those at all believe me and again Give it three days and you'll forget that Instagram even exists and you'll get a breath of fresh air and then when you open it again, it might be a little hard, but you'll have some more mental clarity and you will have taken enough time to be able to handle it better. And for me, the break was two weeks and I thought that was perfect. If you can do more, then go for it. If you can't do a full two weeks, even a week would be very helpful. Next, we have invest your time wisely in things that make you feel better. Even if they don't make you feel better initially, which is important. Believe me, I did not feel better getting dressed to go do an eight-hour shift standing up scooping ice cream for five-year-olds in 45-degree weather. Um, And that's Celsius, by the way. But in the long run, when I came home, I felt accomplished. I had talked to some nice people. I had got myself a little ice cream on the way home. And it, like, healed my soul. And so find the things that are going to make you feel better in the long run this is what other people can help you with sometimes something that's going to make you feel better is calling someone and crying for me it was scary to cry in the beginning because I didn't know how it was going to stop or when it was going to stop or if it was going to stop even um but at the end of a cry I just felt at such peace which oh my god I read my mind the fifth step is cried out and you really, you need to get it out of your system, trust me, like, at some point, you're gonna be left with no tears, and when that happens, you still probably won't feel great, but you'll feel a little bit better, and then you'll probably cry again after, but it's just that sense of, like, peace that you get when you calm down from having a really good cry is amazing, I really do believe in crying, some people might say I cry too much, but 
it's so relieving. It's like the best way to relieve stress and just like after that taking a really good nap, your body rests so much. So trust me. And the sixth and final step that I have for you in this game plan is reflect. Reflect on everything. Reflect on the relationship. Reflect on who you are. Reflect on the other person. Be grateful. Be thankful. Um, It's okay to be angry. Reflect about the future. Reflect about the things that you like about yourself. The things that you don't like. The things that you want to improve. How you're going to improve all of those. Reflect on how happy you are that you have all these wonderful friends and family members in your life who are willing to support you. Reflect on how lucky you are to have experienced so many good things in the relationship hopefully and reflect on how excited you are for the future and how you know that you're gonna do so good regardless of whatever pain you may be feeling in the moment um but yeah that's my game plan of course it's very very basic it's just six little steps but it's where I would begin. It's what I would have wanted to hear. And I probably did hear it from multiple people, but I was crying so hard that I didn't quite <laughs> remember hearing it in that way. But yeah, overall, if you're going through a breakup, I'm sorry. They suck, but it teaches you so much. It really is true. And you won't die from it, even if you feel like you are you'll be fine, you'll come out on the other side so much stronger, and then in a couple of months, you'll look back, and you'll be able to just be grateful for everything that you've been through, and hopefully you'll be in a better place, um, but yeah, I honestly feel like it's a bit weird for me to be just recording this episode out of the blue, but I've just been waiting to do it for so long, and over the summer, I just did not have enough perspective or like peace of mind to do it, and now I've come to a place where, like, I'm I'm over everything that's happened, clearly. I'm in a new relationship. I'm so happy. And it feels like a good, a good point. And it's just, I want to give back. I really appreciated all the, adva- all the advice I got during this time. And so, you know, I hope this helps someone out there. But anyways, thank you so much for listening, you guys. Once again, I have the best time recording these podcasts. I cannot tell you how relaxing it is. I always just sit in my bed and I have tea and I like talk to myself and I make little outlines on notion about what I'm going to talk about. But I try not to write too much because then it sounds really robotic and then afterwards I edit it and I listen to all of it again and I put the music and it's just so fun I like had always been super jealous of people who had a great creative outlets and I danced for so many years but it just didn't feel like it was my thing and this is just such a good way for me to express my creativity like it sort of links all the thinking I do with all the writing that I like to do as well and I love to talk which is something I once again figured out this summer I'm clearly not an introvert I think I just used to be an anxious extrovert and that's what I just that's just the box that I fell into I guess but yeah thank you so much for listening if you like the podcast give it five stars on spotify please i don't know how you can rank it on apple but if you figure out how to i'd appreciate that greatly too follow me on instagram at decaf diaries podcast um 
And yeah, it's been great to talk. And I'll see you next time. Bye.